Hi, this is Emma and Logan. Welcome to another episode of Empowered by Choice. Today, we're going to be talking about polarity. So that idea of yin and yang, the idea that anything has two opposites or contradictory tendencies, opinions or aspects. And really, I think this is true of most things in our lives. Yeah, exactly. So even thinking like considering we wouldn't know what it was to have something good if we didn't know the opposing or the polarity of good, which is bad, or same thing for light and the dark. So I think it's really important to remember that all of these aspects exist for a reason for us to be able to experience the polar opposites of one thing or the other. So um, let's talk a little bit more about that and how they show up in our life experiences. Yeah, I think it gives us um, a greater depth of experience. However much, it would be very nice if everything was just good and calm and peaceful all the time. We don't really get to appreciate or even recognize those times if we don't have something opposite to compare them to. Yeah, absolutely. So if everything was just good, everything would be mediocre. If everything was just <laughs> bad, everything would be just mediocre. So we can't, turn we, would have, we would have no basis for comparison. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's a really a good thing to remember. And I mean, of course we live in a world where like Facebook has the highlight reel, right? So we live in this world that acknowledges and highlights and puts on the billboard that everything always needs to be perfect and always needs to be good. So then when something bad does happen or that polarity does show up in your life it's all of a sudden like oh something's wrong here right but i think that it's important to remember that these are all part of the human experience and it's all natural all of these emotions like carl Jung talks about how emotions um, are the are a polarity and how when we experience different emotions they're just different ends of the polarity and none is good and none is bad but i think in society i think we have this agreement around what is a good emotion and what is a bad emotion um so it's quite interesting you know to just remember that we all have these emotions and they're all completely normal and I think also the polarity also exists in things like Facebook and social media as well, where often um, negative issues are highlighted, particularly, I guess, in the mainstream media as well. There is a real focus um, and sensationalism around death, destruction, mayhem, things that are going wrong, things that are bad in life. And I once had a teacher, a guru, a lady guru in India, point out that you can't acknowledge each and every one of these bad things. So every death, every negative thing, every illness, every mistake, every terrible thing that happens, unless you also acknowledge each and every one of the amazing, incredible, beautiful things that are happening each moment. So each moment a, a baby is born somewhere, each moment a flower is coming into bloom, a tree is growing, something magical is happening as well. But we often don't focus on those little miracles. We focus on the negative or the, the things that, that cause more, I guess, drama or, or I guess get more clicks, more news, more, more, more people are watching the negative news, more, more exciting, more fear-filled, more drama than people watching a, a flower growing. Yeah. And to the media, I think it's like whatever sells, right? 
So whatever people get caught up in, whatever they buy into is kind of the thing that's going to sh keep showing up and keep showing up. But yeah, I think that it's, it goes to, you know, it leads us into the discussion that we were having earlier about the choice to buy into what we want to buy into. And Emma, you, you talked a lot about this and I really like the way you put it. It's just like, it's a choice, right? It's a choice, which one you want to keep feeding into. Yeah. It's like the world is the absolute worst it's ever been. Like we can point out violence and conflict and negativity, but the world is also the absolute best it's ever been. And both of those things are true at the same time. It's one of those all things are true situation. So both of those things are true. The world is the worst it's ever been. The world is the best it's ever been. And it's really up to you, which side you want to play in or play with. Um, and it is a choice. It really is a choice. Yeah. And just acknowledging that they both exist, you know, like there is improvements and there's things that we're getting worse at and just acknowledging that like, that is the way that it is. And, and we can do something to change it or we can, you know, complain about it or, and that's, that's our choice is how it shows up to us in our life and how we show up to it. That's how we met. Remember, we were having a discussion about Ganesh, that shit, like choosing, choosing to stay in a situation that maybe wasn't great for us and then complaining about it or choosing to leave. And we, we made the agreement that neither of us would stay in a situation and complain. You weren't allowed to do both of those things. You could only do one. So you could continue to complain, but you had to be taking steps to change the situation or you had to be taking steps away from the situation, or you could continue to stay, in which case you weren't allowed to complain anymore. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I remember it very well. And I think, I think, you know, how we started that is we just started to get awareness around, you know, this is something that I don't like, and this is something that is causing me grief. This is a, you know, the, the side on the polarity scale that we didn't want to continue to have in our life but it took awareness. Like, I think that sometimes people stay in situations and they don't know that it's a choice. They just think that that is the way that it is. Right. And that's why they complain because there's like stuck in this rudder, this wheel, and they just keep going day after day, complaining and being stuck in this. I don't know if you want to call it a rut or whatever it is, but there is no awareness around that being a choice for them sometimes. Because I think change is really uncomfortable and it's not until that the discomfort of changing is less than the discomfort of staying the same. I know when I was, I guess, struggling with my relationship, you would also be like, well, you know, you'll put up with it until you won't anymore. Yes, it's an absolute choice. It's a choice. And, but I think that the magnitude of the responsibility behind that is what scares the heck out of people knowing that you're completely responsible for making that choice and that it's not happening to you and that you have the power. That's really confronting for a lot of people. That's really hard. It was for me. Absolutely. In the beginning, I was like, what do you mean? I have the power to change my life. How, how do I do that? I can't just walk away, you know, like there was when we met and you were speaking about the relationship, you know, the relationships that we were in and we chose to walk away. But before that, before I realized that I had the power or before the things, the circumstances happened that gave me the opportunity, there was no window. I did not see a way 
and I was just stuck in what was happening to me. My head was stuck in the sand, so to speak. Yeah, I think we, we don't realize how much power we have in the relationship. Like there's that sense of um, things happening to me, but there's also the sense of like, wow, I am really responsible for how this person is showing up to me. So when my partner was being, I guess, distant and um, non-committal and kind of withdrawn, I didn't look at myself and realize that perhaps some of the ways I was communicating, which were quite aggressive or manipulative or trying to control him, were having that effect on him. You just, you just blame the other person. You're like, oh, well, you're pulling back and you're not involved in this. And you don't recognize that you're having a real, real impact on how they're being. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this goes to, you know, this relates to what we were talking about in the nervous system. So like seeing where you're at in your nervous system is, is important in every situation. So say for instance, in you and your relationship with your partner, it, it was probably in your best interest to check in with your nervous system to see how you were feeling in that situation first before you had a conversation with him, right? Because it's, it's like what you're talking about is your internal state is triggering his internal state. And then you guys are battling your nervous systems. You know, it's like a, the battle of the nervous systems. It's true. And we've spoken about before that when we're, I guess, um, triggered and we're in that state of sympathetic arousal, we don't have access to our, our cognitive function. Basically, we're not able to address things logically, calmly, and rationally. So when we are in that heightened state, that is the worst possible time to be trying to resolve conflict. It's, it's a better time to be walking away from conflict and coming back later when you're both in a calm state, when you notice that you're feeling, I guess, calm and at peace. And that's when you can address some of the issues. But it's very, I'm going to say impossible. I was going to say very difficult, but maybe bordering on impossible to, to resolve anything when you're both in an angry or stressed or fearful state. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, you know, it's like it, being in muddy water or being in a crystal clear water. You can't see where you're going. If all of that is being triggered, it's like you're walking around in the dark and you have no idea where you're going or what's happening and you're trying to fight, to fight your way through it as opposed to bringing your nervous system into the parasympathetic nervous system to have that rest and digest to be able to think clearly and then be able to relate to someone else or relate to the relationship in a, a calm centered manner which is when we get stuff done and when we can make progress when we can think clearly and I guess just to bring it back to polarity, like for me, whenever I think of polarity, I think of the yin and yang symbol. There's a tiny bit of black within the white and there's a tiny bit of white within the black. So even in these, these challenging situations, there is that, that tiny bit of good that's available to you because it's, it's usually an opportunity for you to try and take responsibility for how you're creating part of what's going on. Um, and, and in that responsibility, you, you develop the ability to change things. If you recognize that you can be partly responsible for what's going on, then that gives you the power to be able to change what's going on and maybe create a different path forward. Um, there's that saying, it's an ill wind that blows no one any good. Um, and it's true. There's, there's nothing that happens in the world that is completely, completely bad. There is always a tiny bit of good 
that that occurs within it. Nothing that happens within your life that is completely bad. There's always a tiny bit of good that comes with it. Yeah, actually, I, I like to use this personal example of mine because it it's a really easy example and a lot of people can relate to it is the birth of my second child, Avery. It was a 16 hour posterior labor, um, a little bit assisted at the end. And it was really hard and it was really challenging. And at the same time, it was extremely amazing. And it was full of so much love and so much nourishment and so much care. But it just, those two polarities in that exact experience both exist for me. And they're both present and they're both true and they always will be. But like you said, it's just, it's my choice to choose the stories and the meanings that empower me in that experience. And I think this goes to show we can choose the polarity that we want to empower ourselves. We can choose the story that does empower us and we can feed into that rather than feeding into the other side of the polarity or the story that doesn't empower us and it makes us the victim and we lose all power to it, right? But they're both still there. Yes, I was at the complete mercy of the medical system and I was completely in my own choice and had all of my own power and had my voice, right? And they were both true. And then I think it's also um, like there's a huge power, like you said, to the stories that we choose to tell about these events later. And you could choose, like it's nice in this example, you're choosing to give both sides of that story. But often we, we choose one side and we choose the side where we look good <laughs> and whoever else is involved doesn't look so good is usually the side we choose, which again, there's not always, it's not always our most powerful place to be in that, that story that we, I guess we're almost like creating the scenario, creating ourselves, creating what happened through the stories that we tell about these different things that, that have happened in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And we were also talking about, you know, in these experiences that happen with other people and we're, we're choosing to tell the story that makes us the victim and it makes us look good. And of course, this is always the story that that one person is telling. But you and I talk about this all the time that like our conversations are very easy and flow very well because we're both um, willing to take responsibility for our part in that experience or that relationship. So say, for instance, we're we are more easily and this took a lot of work, like we've both done a lot of self-development work. And I think that that comes with the self-development work is that we are more uh, willing to take responsibility for looking bad or we're not as scared to look bad in those situations. And we can easily say, oh yeah, that definitely, that wasn't true. And that was what I used to think. And like, this is what I think now, or I can see how I was wrong in that situation. And, and this is what I'll try in the future. Um, which is so freaking freeing. Can I tell you what, like having conversations this way, as opposed to like my younger self that used to have conversations being like in that righteous mind state to be like, nope, this is the polarity that's true. And that's, that's what I know. Nothing else exists. <laughs> Nothing yeah. else exists. Only this, only this version. Absolutely. So I think that's a, you know, it's a, it's another experience that I think a lot of people can relate to is that we are freaking, we're wrong at least once a day, at least once a day. We're human and we can, it's just, I don't know, it's just part of being human. I think when you can accept that and you can recognize that and, and take it full on board, like just turn around and be like, oh no, you're, you're exactly right. I got that wrong. It's so empowering. 
Well, that like the first few times, it's not empower, empowering. It's just really uncomfortable. But um, it definitely gets easier the more you're willing to do it, the more you're willing to take responsibility. And it does make your life flow more smoothly. The, the more things you can take responsibility for and the more, I guess it, it really does soothe your relationships when you can see where the other person is coming from. It definitely soothes your conflicts. In fact, it, it pretty much stops them. If you can really get where the other person is coming from, that tends to neutralize a conflict pretty quickly, um, which makes for a more pleasant relationship experience, a quicker return to that calm rational state where you can you know then go on to d debate issues or come to resolutions that you need to do but um ultimately for me it's definitely a smoother ride in my relationships and um a happier kind of life <laughs> when i can own what i've done wrong and the more you do it the easier it gets yeah yeah it just like dissipates everything hey it's yeah, it dissolves, dissolves. It can dissolve a disagreement so quickly when you just really get what the other person is saying and be like, wow, I really get what that must be like for you. Yeah, absolutely. So let's swing now into the pendulum. So Emma and I talk about this pendulum all the time. And basically the pendulum is that, so you, you've, we've now discussed polarities is that we've got extreme opposites, right? And the pendulum can swing from one side of the polarity, and then it can go all the way to the other side of the polarity. So we, we need to remember that like, um, there is equal balance because there is such thing as, as swinging too far into one side or the other. And I'll give you an example that we were talking about was, we are coming from a, a patriarchal way of being or a very masculine way of being where, you know, the men were working, the women were at home, everything was like black and white and linear, right? And that was the way that the world operated. Women stayed home, men went to the work, you know, women didn't really even have rights. And then all of a sudden we swung into the, you know, the matriarchal way of being and everything got very like women's rights and women were gonna go out and work. And we almost swung too far into like, women were just really, going way too far into the masculine and they were forgetting about their feminine aspects of their of themselves and now we're swinging back and it's starting to you know try to find this equilibrium where women do have rights but they also have the right to stay in their feminine power and be the woman um, which I think is great it's a much nicer place to exist than having to to be at all to birth the children and and go to work and make all the money as well so I think we're definitely moving in the right direction. I think even not, not just in those, those practical things, like women are better at, um, generally speaking, better at, you know, things like relatedness and interpersonal communication. And um, I guess this, there's this almost this like creative mothering energy and there's like a softness and a sense of resting sometimes. Like we've got that yin aspect of yin and yang. And I think it's really important that we're embracing those parts of, of the feminine aspect. And that's, you know, the feminine that exists within men and within us as women as well. Um, but embracing these, these softer more gentle interpersonal related kind of aspects of ourselves rather than yeah forcing ourselves to be in that more masculine aspect and that masculine energy i think our true power lies in really embracing this this part of ourselves as well this this softer more allowing i guess energy that exists within us all 
Yeah, Lachlan and I actually had this conversation, my husband uh, had this conversation the other day because I was like, yeah, you know, nature, nature made it so that, you know, women had babies, which ultimately we have this like, you know, this we're wired differently than men to be the nurturers and men are wired different than women to be the hunters and the gatherers. And I was and I was talking about how like, so if we are, um, you know, if we are making the men stay home and the women go to work, are we going against nature? And then, but Emma, you, you spoke about it so beautifully that I think that the masculine and the feminine exist inside of all of us. And if we can balance those aspects inside of all of us and balance these polarities, all of these polarities, whether it's masculine, feminine, good, bad, light, dark, whatever polarity you're working with, if you can try to find where the pendulum sits in the middle and you can kind of find that middle way that we speak about all the time, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's the key to having a balanced, beautiful life um, instead of being too far on each end of the spectrum. Yeah, absolutely. And I think trying to acknowledge where other people are on that spectrum as well and acknowledge where they're at and their point of view to try and create that that balance where all sides can be heard because i do i think in some ways like all all things are true often <laughs> absolutely i totally agree and it's a good thing to remember even when you're learning is just to remember that all things are true beautiful Thank, thank you, you so much for joining us again for this episode uh you can find us on facebook or on Instagram at Empowered by Choice. And we will see you next time. Let's talk about the polarity of that allowing versus creating things in your life. Or let's talk about do we have a life path like fate versus free choice? Those are interesting polarities that I want to talk about more. Yeah, that sounds great. Thank you guys all so much and catch us soon on the next episode. Bye. Thank you.